Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's time for your favorite show. The Weekend Report is on the radio. Yes, indeed. The Weekend Report is on your radio. Thank you for listening to it. My name is Tony Colombo here today with producer Carl Middleman, of course, and joining us in studio for this entire first hour, filling in for Chris Arps today is State Rep Nick Schroer. Great to see you. How's it going? It is going. Yeah, Thank you guys for having me come in here. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in this studio today. There's some weird technical things happening, uh, but we're going to get through it. I think it's haunted by the uh, presence yeah. of Chris Arps not being here. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Chris is out today. He will be back tomorrow. Uh, State Next Rep Shore. Uh, or next week, sorry. Uh, next doing a year, lot, technically. Been doing a lot of shows here lately and uh, a lot of tomorrows. Um, so, yeah, Chris will be back next week. Next year. And next year. <laughs> and uh, State Rep Schroer is going to be with us for today, so we really appreciate that. And coming up in the uh, next hour, we're going to talk to Dr. Ed Ernstrom about an event that he has coming up. He's my chiropractor. You've heard me talk about him many, many times uh, on this show, he's got a really cool event coming up that uh, is uh, a benefits charity, and uh, it's a it's a play that he has been doing for the last couple of years that my family goes to every year. It's a really really cool event for a really great cause. So we'll talk to him about that. And also, uh, coming up in uh, the next hour, we're going to play the weird news challenge with Skip Weber. So that mm. is going to be a lot of fun. So we've yes. got a whole lot to get to uh, today. First of all, uh, let's start off how we start every show with what we call the weekend review, kind of a, a looking back at all the big stories of the week. Um, Nick, I have not gotten your um, uh, your thoughts on this impeachment process <laughs> that we're in right now. I want to I want to take advantage of the fact that um, that State Rep Schroer is here and get into some stories that are happening locally. Um, you know, Missouri stories, because sometimes those get uh, um, uh, brushed to the side because what's happening nationally takes up such, uh, right. you know, it's just so fantastic and so scandalous and just so uh, crazy that we kind of forget that there's important things happening here locally as well. So I, I do want to get into those stories here in just a little bit. But first, uh, uh, I do want to touch base on some of these national stories and get your thoughts on this impeachment yeah. process. Uh, before we dig into the details, just how do you feel about where we're at right now with the fact that we have an impeached president, but a House that's not sending over the articles to the Senate to let the process continue? Well, it's a shame that this entire process, which is never meant to be partisan to begin with, is being used as a weapon uh, to try and earn some political points for 2020. They know they can't win on the facts. They know they can't win on the economy. They know they can't win on several different areas, which other presidents or candidates have been able to win on, so they're weaponizing uh, this tool known as impeachment. Uh, didn't earn any bipartisan support. Actually, the opposition earned the bipartisan support. Yeah. So I do think it's a shame that what we're seeing nowadays is the polarization in both parties 
to an extent, are guilty of it, of, of the extreme polarization. Uh, but a lot of things got swept under the rug. You know, prescription drug prices, uh, USMCA got done at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you Put know. Put off way longer than it should have been. Absolutely. And, you know, there are things that on a national level could have gotten done rather than spending millions upon millions of taxpayer dollars from uh, the Mueller investigation all the way through to this impeachment sham. Um, and, you know, when you look at the the local level, when you look at Missouri, even Governor Parson, who's worked great with the Trump administration, he brought the uh, USDA here from D.C. to our state. So tons of jobs here, more money here. I think those jobs start out uh, over 100 something thousand a year with great benefits. And the recognition that our elected officials, our executive uh, branch has to work with the, the Trump administration for things like that, for things like bringing jobs here, uh, cutting different regulations. I think that is an issue where he was right to speak out, Governor Parson. And I called on the uh, who's probably going to be his opposition, um, the auditor Galloway. I've asked, mm-hmm. you know, nobody from the Post-Dispatch, Kansas City Star, nobody has asked her what her opinion is on this. And she will if she wins, uh, which it's a long shot right now. But if she wins, she's going to be tasked with working with the the president, whether it's the Trump administration, whether if he is removed from office, which I can tell you right now he's not going to be, um, or, or after 2020, whoever that president may be. Uh, and they've kind of kicked that to the side. So I think it is a shame that what we are seeing is the polarization, the extreme polarization, and using these tools to earn political points rather than getting back to the grassroots basics of advocating for the people that you represent, doing the job, uh, limiting government, and, and you know injecting yourself where, where you need to be. And I think Right now, the Democrats can't run on anything else. So on a national level, they're trying to run on this impeachment. And that's going to be the only thing that they believe will help them, which I think will have an adverse effect, as we've seen with the polling, yeah. as we've seen with the the stock market. As soon as he was he was impeached, it was like a you know jet fuel was injected into the economy and, and our stocks just went crazy. And I think, you know, if not, if it doesn't happen by the end of this year, which is a there's a slim chance it could, uh, but I think the Dow, once that hits 30,000, the chances of the uh, the Democrats gaining momentum to go into 2020 in uh, November election is slim to none. Yeah, and you, I, I was going to mention some of these polls that you just talked about. Um, the most recent polls from Gallup show that uh, support for impeachment continues to drop mm-hmm. and support for the president continues to rise, and their most, uh, most recent impeachment poll – uh, it was it, the impeachment poll was uh, the last one that they did was 52 percent to 46 percent for impeachment. Now that it said now it's 51 to 45 yes. against impeachment. So it has it has switched to a majority of the country uh, now against impeachment, whereas it was slightly uh, more before. And the Trump approval rating uh, was in October. 39%, and now in December, it's up to 45%. Mm-hmm. So the Democrats, I mean, by poll numbers, uh, showing that they are damaging themselves by continuing this process, mm-hmm. uh, how much damage are they doing to them, themselves, in your opinion, uh, as far as the election is concerned? Well, I think they're doing a lot of damage to themselves, to the party, uh, not only going into 2020, but going even further. And when you look at uh, the precedent that has been set now, you know, there, there's no reason why, well, other than moral reasons, but there's no reason why Republicans wouldn't be able to, let's say if uh, President Biden gets elected, we control the House, 
Why can't we, if we don't agree with them, the quote-unquote obstruction of Congress, which I've never heard about, I mean, with separation of powers, yeah. yes, there is going to be some sort of, uh, you know, going back and forth and fighting and not agreeing all the time. That's what makes this country great, that we don't have a one-world leader uh, like in other nations. But, you know, it, you've, you've set a terrible precedent. Um, so I think this is not only going to damage uh, this election, it's going to damage future elections. And, you know, now the generations, my daughter's growing up, your kid's growing up, that's what they're going to be learning about in the history book. So I'm hoping that uh, somebody writes this history in a non-biased fashion mm-hmm. so we can learn from this mistake that was made in our nation and not repeat it in future elections. My fear is that we're going to have, like, impeachment is now going to be a tool yeah. of the other side that just doesn't like the way an election happened or they are unhappy with a president. Right. That what we've seen, uh, you know, three times in 200-plus years is now going to be like a thing that we just do. Well, I'll tell you this. Look back at history in Missouri. Before we had term limits, um, and and I kind of like term limits. I hate how they're uh, done in our state because Mm. now the institutional knowledge is with the lobbyists. But let's go back to filibusters where you can just stand up in the Senate and talk forever until the other side bows to you and gives you what you want. In the past, that was rarely done. It was a tool, kind of like impeachment. It was a last-ditch effort. Um, You try to do everything in your power to negotiate with the other side. Again, working for the people you represent here, Missourians. Um, Now, since term limits, it's used every day. And you look at the news. You look at the news cycles once we start session on January 8th, and you were going to see if if it's something they disagree with. Rather than trying to just stand up, do your job, speak for the people, they've got this tool in their back pocket called the filibuster, which will try to shut down debate. Uh, so things such as, you know, funding education, giving, finding avenues for giving our teachers raises, um, rebuilding infrastructure in our state is not getting done until the very last minute. Yep. And do you think that they would be doing this so passionately right now if they felt like they had a stronger uh, a group of candidates? Do you think that the do you think that these the, the candidates that are running on the Democratic side have anything to do with um, how uh, how they are proceeding with this impeachment process because it seems like they don't believe that they can beat him at the ballot box so this is the way that they're going to try to get him out of office and if i was one of those yeah. if i was one of those democratic presidential candidates i would be like hey you know knock it off yeah. you know why don't you support me and let's try to beat him uh let's try to beat him at the ballot box but i don't think that they think they can win what do you well, think i agree with you i think that they know that they can't win especially now when you have two full bore socialists that have come out and indicated that they are socialists they're just running under the democrat ticket you've got joe biden who's been a failure time and time again uh he can't keep his facts straight he's even you know uh been involved in a quid pro quo incident um so all of their candidates are flawed not to say Trump's not flawed. We're all flawed. Uh, But when you look at the work product and the results under this Trump administration and compare them to the decades of of work or lack thereof of all the candidates that have been in office longer than you and I have been alive, it's pretty clear that the nation is in great hands right now. Uh, And I think even um, Ocasio-Cortez in a statement the other day in a rally, she was saying, you know, "Eh, we're we're doing great. Why, Why would you turn back to what it was before? So even she's acknowledging, and I don't think she meant to, that as of right now, people are better off. And I just saw um, hmm. over the weekend, I saw, or over the week, heading into the weekend, uh, Gene Evans uh, retweeted something, unemployment rate by race, 2003 to 2019, and it is historic lows for uh, Asians, Hispanics, and black Americans in this country. So I think that's why you are seeing 
in those three groups more support toward the president than they've ever been before because yeah. now you can you know whatever he says on the campaign trail okay or from the show me state put your money where your mouth is and now we have a president uh, who's working with the House, the Senate, to effectuate a lot of these things like the USMCA. And we're seeing union members in our own backyards who typically will be voting Democrat. They, they, they're they seeing they're working more. They're getting paid more. Look at uh, the GM workers in, in my own backyard in Wentzville. We just retained after the UAW dropped the ball and in, in kowtowed to GM, only agreeing to keep less than half of the workforce. Uh, Governor Parson came in uh, with the help of myself and others. We got it to where... $1.5 billion is being invested into Missouri, $1 billion of that into the GM plant, mm-hmm. and we will not give any benefits if they are going to uh, not retain at least 90%. Yeah, you know what? I want to talk a little bit about that uh, situation with GM, and like I said, I want to dive into some of these more local stories here. So let's yeah. take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, State Rep Nick Schroer is uh, sticking around. He's doing this whole entire first hour with us, and uh, we'll talk some more uh, local stories when we get back to the weekend report you're listening to 97.1 fm talk One FM Talk, Tony Colombo in studio with producer Carl Middleman hey. and state rep Nick Schroer in for Chris Arps this week, who will be back next week. Uh, thank you again, Nick, for coming hey. in. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, how can people, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some, some Missouri issues as we get ready to go into a new legislative session. I can't believe that we're already getting ready to start the 2020 legislative session, but mm-hmm. uh, it's right around the corner. So you're going to be a very busy person and uh, a lot to work on. What are the best ways that people want to keep up with what you guys are doing in Jeff City, uh, both you personally and just uh, the the body as a whole? Mm-hmm. What are the best ways that people can keep up with what you guys are doing? The easiest way to get a hold of me and to see what I'm doing and navigate the different social media uh, that I'm involved in, just go to nickforrep.com, all spelled out. You can get access to my uh, Nick B. Schroer at Twitter and my Facebook uh, but you can also sign up for my capital report, and I typically will cover things that I'm doing. I just sent out a capital report uh, this past week, which covered, I think, almost 20 bills that I've already pre-filed. Um, and, and during the session, I'll, I will discuss different bills that are going through my committees uh, or controversial bills that, have, that are hitting the floor. So I'll at least try to inform anybody who's signing up for this capital report and then share it on social media as well. Mm-hmm. So you touched on this in the last segment, and we mentioned this last week when the news broke about Hmm. GM uh, making the commitment to invest a billion dollars, I think it was, in the GM plant in Wentzville. Uh, This was something in the last legislative session in 2019 that uh, Governor Parson fought very hard Mm -hmm. for, um, and... Uh, it, I would I would guess that when this news comes out that uh, you know he fought to to keep them here he fought to give them incentives to stay, and I my guess is that when they make this announcement that they're going to invest a billion dollars and they're going to retain four thousand jobs and expand the the thing there that this was a big win for him this was a a, 
uh, a big you know moment for the governor to say, "See, I told you this was this was all worth it." Uh, is that how you is that how you interpret it? Is that uh, well, am I right? Do you think that's how the governor did interpret it? And what are your thoughts on uh, on GM's announcement? It's absolutely a huge win when you have GM, uh, kind of like how Chrysler and other plants in the past were considering leaving Missouri and investing, kind of consolidating different plants. They came to us, uh, the Missouri legislature, at the end of session. There was a uh, tax incentive package which Ford and, and even GM in the past had taken advantage of which is going to expire in a couple of years. We trimmed that tax incentive package down, but got more money invested. Um, we were competing with a couple other states, and I know it was my amendment that initially set forth this workforce development and set forth the different packages, uh, which was very advantageous for us. For every $1 um, that they would get to uh, have a tax offset, so to speak, we get $9.39 back in, in return for taxpayers. And I guarantee you, any any individual, if you're looking at savings or investing in something, you're going to take that deal all day long. So initially it was $1 billion they were looking to invest. Then they went on strike. So we passed the bill, got signed by the governor. They went on strike, negotiated the UAW and GM, and the UAW agreed, okay, you guys can invest a billion dollars out there. However, you have to keep at least half, or it was right under half of the workforce, which, you know, disgusted me. I, I you know, was not happy to see that they agreed to keep less than half of the workforce, many of which live in House District 107. And here's where the fake news comes in. The fake news media of St. Louis Post-Dispatch and the Kansas City Red Star, they come forward making it like the legislature passed this thing to give all these incentives to GM and they're going to get rid of half of their workforce, which was not it whatsoever. Mm -mm. Um, I even corrected some of the fake news on my social media, tried to talk to some of the reporters at the Post. But initially, uh, everything that I predicted on the House floor came to fruition, uh, where we did keep, for full incentives, you have to keep at least 90% of the workforce. To get partial incentives, you have to keep at least 80%. Anything below keeping 80% of the workforce, you get nada. You get zilch. So uh, they're going to invest in, uh, in, in Wentzville. $1 billion is going to that facility, keeping at least 90% of the workforce. Uh, the other portion, the, the 500000 or whatever it was, $500 million, mm -hmm. that's going to uh, all the different subsidiaries and suppliers to GM. So it's a lot of jobs that have been retained, a lot of yeah. uh, income tax and revenue. So it's a huge win, which has been underplayed even after the fake news by the Kansas City Red Star and the Post of Yeah, The way I write it was that they were keeping essentially everybody that this absolutely that this helped that this would uh, that when they made the announcement of the one billion dollar um, uh, expansion of the plant that that tied into the about 4000 people yeah. that already worked there that they said that this would be able to retain all of those jobs. Absolutely. And didn't say it was going to they were going to add any jobs, which well, was yeah. I and was kind of hoping to see, but they, I think everybody's hoping to see new job growth and there will be when you talk to the the mayor of Winsville, uh even Modot, there's going to be tons of different construction with redoing Highway 70 and the 40 interchange uh and all the different jobs that are going to be the new pop-up businesses and I've talked to some businesses that are expanding adding different crews in Winsville. Um, yes, you want to see new job growth at GM, but when it's all or nothing, when they're going to take those 4,000-plus jobs somewhere else or keep them here, I'm very happy that they're keeping them here yeah. and investing $1.5 in our state. For that, that is the highest, that is the biggest private investment ever in the state of right. Missouri. And uh, just to, to wrap this conversation up, I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't like the idea of giving big corporations mm -hmm. tax incentives to stay and and or, you know, or either stay or lure them, you know, to build uh, big facilities in your state. And I agree. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. 
But the problem that I have is if if you if you stick to the high road and you and which I believe is right, but Kansas yeah. and Illinois and <laughs> Iowa and Arkansas Michigan, and these all yeah. these other states that are right around us, if they're going to if they're going to play that game, then. It almost forces you. I wish there was a. I wish there was a, a rule across the board that said that, you know, that nobody can do that. That nobody could do this. And if but, that was the case, you know, I would be happy to serve in that government. But I hate to lose. You know, right. I, I I I hate to to stick to my principles and then lose jobs and yeah. lose income for the state of Missouri. So I I I get that argument and I couldn't agree more. Well, that's why I'm happy working with the Parson administration. We were able to construct this legislation, which at the beginning. Several pieces I didn't I didn't agree with I didn't vote in favor of when they were just trying to be you know pass on their own. When I worked with them and several other members of the legislature uh, in the House and the Senate, we constructed something which we could all go to sleep at night knowing that you know this is the most con- conservative way to compete with these other states, keep the four thousand jobs, and get the investment, which is going to promote so much growth in an already booming St. Charles County. Yep. Uh, in the last segment, you mentioned uh, State Auditor Nicole Galloway. She is probably going to be the Democrat that will be taking on uh, Mike Parson in the governor's race in 2020 here in the state of Missouri. Um, uh, I don't know if there's an update on this, but uh, when I think of Nicole Galloway, I think of Clean Missouri, and mm-hmm. I think of what we passed in 2019 uh, when Clean Missouri, uh, or in 2018, when Clean Missouri uh, uh, passed on the ballot. And then at that time, it was decided that uh, Nicole Galloway, who's the only Democrat that holds state office, um, would be uh, <laughs> as auditor would be should be the puppet master given the power to appoint a state demographer who would then uh, that demographer would then redraw the district lines and uh, to promote um, competi- uh, political competitiveness. That was what that's what they said, but. That was in 2018, and I haven't heard a word since then. Can you do you have an update on so, Clean Missouri? Is there a demographer? Are the states are the lines being redrawn? Has this process started at all in any way? And I've even heard that it's it's there's a proposal to put it back on the ballot in 2020, which makes me think that not one thing has yeah. been done yet. What so is there, there an update? N- about 90 percent of Clean Missouri, and this is what we call ballot candy. Um, you know, things like lobbyist gift bans, which they really didn't ban gifts. And as an attorney, words matter. And they still have allowed, uh, if they really wanted lobbyist gift bans, they would have taken it to zero. But what they've done is make it to where if you and I value something, let's say this cup of coffee uh, that I have in front of me, if it's $15 at Starbucks, but I value it as it's disgusting and it's I wouldn't even pay a dollar for it. Hey, we can accept that gift or Cardinal Sweet tickets. Because it's under five. It's under it's a valued, certain amount. It's value to me is under five dollars. OK, so as long as you value something under five dollars, you can accept it as a yes. gift. So if you. Yeah, oh, I don't even like so, the Cardinals, <laughs> let alone sitting in a suite. I would never do that. Exactly. So I value these tickets. Or, it's at one dollar. Wait till the third inning to get Cardinal Sweet tickets. What is what is the value of that on StubHub? You can give them away at that point in time. So, the the ballot candy that was on there, uh, lobbyist gift bans and things of that nature. Uh, we tried to. Does pass. that happen? Do, do those type of things really happen? Oh, I believe so. Because really? I even asked when we had the we tried to fix the one little tiny piece in it in Clean Missouri, and we had the attorney for Clean Missouri come forward, and I asked him if this would be possible, and he said one hundred percent, yes, it would be. Hmm. So then why did you the attorney kept it kept the language like that? So we try to fix that. Uh, a lot of these a lot of these different things, such as lobbyist gift bans and the revolving door to become a lobbyist. We try to pass that. And it was the Democrats that tried to kill it 
year after year. And there was actually a senator who's been termed out. He supported Clean Missouri, but he didn't support all these initiatives when he was in office. So uh, backing up, there's just one little minor piece right now uh, before Clean Missouri was passed, the way that we redistrict. We look at the census. Um, and it's a bipartisan panel that it goes to. If they cannot agree, then it goes to our quote-unquote nonpartisan courts. Both our court plan and the, the, the redistricting plan, it's not gerrymandering, so do not believe what anybody's telling you. Both of those are being used and passed in other states because of the bipartisan or nonpartisan uh, essence of them. So what they've done is stuck in clean Missouri a tiny little line for the, the redistricting, which would actually result in gerrymandering. Um, you know, the auditors shouldn't have anything to do with redistricting. Uh, I don't understand why they're they're allowing, rather than these bipartisan panels or nonpartisan judges, where one unelected bureaucrat would be beholden to the auditor to redraw these districts. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a move we passed out of the House to, to put a nonpartisan citizen panel to look at the census and redraw it, uh, looking at counties. Because, you know, if you have a representative from, um, let's say, Bolivar, Missouri, why would he, and why do you think that they he or she would be a good representative for the city of St. Louis. But that's how these these districts will be drawn, kind of like the mm-hmm. spoken wheel method is used in Illinois, and there are a lot of listeners in Illinois who are conservative. Southern Missouri is very, or Southern Illinois is just as conservative as Missouri, mm-hmm. but it, there are a couple different pieces of the districts that are drawn into Springfield or into Chicago, which makes it a blue state. So we tried to fix it last year. Um, I could spend all hour on telling you what happened in the Senate, why it didn't work. There are a couple senators this year that are saying, "Okay, we're going to we're going to pass it and get it into uh, the House this year to put it back on the ballot to make it to where gerrymandering is not going to occur in Missouri. So it's going to go back to a a, a nonpartisan, bipartisan uh, panel. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we get that on the ballot, because that is something that's going to be very important. If you want a representative that is representing your interests, your beliefs, your economy um, in the state of Missouri. Right. Uh, one more thing I didn't even mean to before we take the the next break one more thing that I wanted to uh, talk to you about and, and this was not uh, when I was planning uh, the things that I want to talk to you about today this was not one of them but you we mentioned always it. get off on tangents. yeah well you mentioned it in the last segment and I and I don't know when we'll ever have a chance to have this discussion again uh, because like I said earlier there's always headlines happening and we get caught up on you know in talking about the the latest National. news that's just t- t- taking over but uh, term limits mm-hmm. is is something that we deal with pretty strictly uh, here in the state of Missouri the state of Missouri has some of the the strictest term yeah, most limits uh, yeah, it, it, in in the whole country, um, and it's definitely this is a hot topic both locally and nationally. There are a lot of people that believe that you know uh, United States congressmen and senators should have term limits, and yeah. people that have been there for decades and decades um, that shouldn't be allowed. Um, but then at the same time, as you mentioned in the last segment, maybe here in Missouri where we tried to make sure that wouldn't happen maybe it's too strict maybe it's too stringent these term limits where do you come down on on term limits as a whole uh is it something that you think should be implemented and then um and and then uh, in addition to that where do you think uh missouri has gone wrong if if you believe that the state has well in the state of missouri what what the voters passed was something put on the ballot i forget i don't even know what special interest group came forward uh, recommending term limits but uh, for the longest time we're like illinois who didn't have term limits there are people older than i am uh, or, or have served longer than i've been on this earth 
Uh, and what you've seen is a lot of corruption in government. They try to change that. They thought term limits was going to be the fix. So they proposed you can serve eight years in the House, eight years in the Senate. Once you're done, you can never serve again. Right. Um, and, and what we've seen with that, you know, you have a lot of. Can you be elected to a statewide office after, after that? that? Yes, yeah, you can. Okay. And, and that's a little tricky because some of them, like the governor has term limits, but the lieutenant governor, secretary of state, they don't have term limits. Right. So I, I don't know what right. sense that makes. But anywho, uh, with the term limits, what we've seen, you know, people that just get an office, usually it takes them about three, four, five years to figure out the system of government if they haven't been paying attention. Um, I jumped in right away, um, and now I'm the chairman of the Joint Committee on Administrative Rules, deal with a lot of different um, weird issues, uh, quasi-judicial issues. So, you know, it takes a, a long time for a lot, for the majority of the newly elected people uh, to, to earn their stripes and figure out what they're doing and how to be effective. Uh, but what we've seen is that the lobby corps, which there's a lot of great lobbyists, I'd say the majority of them uh, are are very good-hearted, uh, very moral. But what we've seen is the institutional knowledge on how things are done on, you know, hey, this bill's been, you know, killed for the past 15 years, but we just kind of waited out the, the representative, and now he's gone. We're going to bring that back up. All of that lies within the uh, the lobby corps. So a lot of people are taken under the wing by a lobbyist on a national level, too, um, and kind of misguided in some instances, which to me I think shows that, you know, if – yes, I – I will stand by term limits. That's what the people of Missouri wanted. Uh, but I think there's different ways to do them. There are some states that you can you can serve eight or ten years here in this chamber, eight or ten years here, have a, a waiting period, five or ten years, then you can come back. Um, there's some that said, look, you can serve up to 20 years in government. I don't care how you do it, mm-hmm. whether it's you know five here, five here, and then five in a statewide. Uh, but there are different ways to do it to ensure that the people have, um, that representatives have the best interests of the people. Uh, their interests in mind, rather than the lobby corps or donors. This is going to sound. Uh, this is going to sound like a little bit of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I agree that somebody shouldn't serve in Congress for forty years. Yes, but I don't support term limits. If the people elected them, that's yeah. the, that's the devil's advocate argument. That is, the, in in my opinion, that is the term limit. I agree. I, that is be, the, that's the ultimate check. The voters should be allowed to put whoever they think is the best person for the job in that office. I don't think it's productive to have a person serve in the United States Congress in the same seat for 30 or 40 years. However, I also don't – I also have a problem with telling a voter in a different state – that they can't vote for the person that they want to vote for. I'm right there with you. It's, it's so a power it's, struggle. Yeah. But as a representative of people, uh, of House District 107, of Missourians, the people made that decision that they want term limits. Uh, so there, it's, a, it's a balancing act of, okay, well, this is what they wanted. Is there a better way to effectuate that? And ultimately, since since it was passed by the people, we're going to have to put that back in front of them. Every year you see different changes uh, by different representatives that are trying to put that back on the ballot. But, right. You know, this year's it's a very polarizing year. I, I don't know what to expect uh, other than what everything everything that's been pre-filed so far. And I think it's over a thousand bills that we've seen uh, already pre-filed for 2020. Yeah, I want to talk about a few of those when we get back. Uh, State Rep. Nick Schroer is sticking around. You should, too. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk.
Chris isn't here, so you can just start talking. Uh, yeah, you don't have to do the, uh, uh, well, it's almost impossible to talk now before the note because, you mean this, right here? Yeah! Love it. it just feels like you can't even go anywhere before hitting that note. Uh, of course, that is the great Perry Woods, uh, who just uh, celebrated a birthday about a week ago. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, same day. I think day. a lot of the people we know had a birthday. So Perry's, <laughs> Perry Woods uh, is the 18th of December, and then my wife, uh, Bo Matthews, who is my co-host of Second Amendment Radio, and Nick Schroer. Yeah. State Rep Nick Schroer, who is here with us right now, are all December 19th. And then. As is my daughter. <laughs> it's a wonderful my day. My daughter, Jordan. Yeah. Goodness. And I saw her that night yes. on yes. her birthday. On her birthday. Same That's Star right. Wars. That's right. So, four people there. And then uh, my mom is December 22nd. And then, of course, and then Christmas. Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot of good people before Jesus baby Jesus. Is on the 25th. Yeah. It's, uh, Nick and I were talking about this a whole earlier. Lot. He was born in summer, but we celebrated. Yes, we, we we've set a special <laughs> a, day aside. It's been a big, big uh, last ten days or so. Uh, just a whole lot going on. Uh, thank you for joining us on the weekend report. Skip Weber is here a little bit early, so uh, yep. we're putting him in the game a little bit early. Uh, State Rep Nick Schroer is in this week. He's been uh, sitting in this whole first hour with us uh, for uh, Chris Harps, who will be back with us next week. Of course, next producer year. Uh, Carl Middleman is here. With with us as well. Uh, don't forget about uh, Carl's movie reviews every week. Uh, last week it was Star Wars. Yes. This week it is the my top and least favorite movies of the year. Is it yes. Little Women? It's kind Did of a week. Uh, little kind Women of a year. is in my top 15. Okay. It's not my top 10, but Little Women, I enjoyed it very so much. So go to uh, the How Weekend Reports. Cats is not. Cats doesn't even get a mention. I've, I've been just read, I've been reading. All, I thought it might be in your least favorite because I've been no, reading no, all this stuff about how e- people think it's so horrible. So it's not even worth that. It's disregard. Yeah. Go right. to uh, 971talk.com/slash/weekendreports. <laughs> That's our page on the website, and you can see all of Carl's movie reviews there. Uh, or you can just go to the 971 YouTube channel. Uh, they are all there as well. You can see the Star Wars review, which we just did last week, uh, which I am. You are not going to see the movie, are you? <sighs> oh, I know. No, not you're not no. going to see it. As a fiscal conservative, I'm going to wait till it's on Disney Plus. I am not should. going to see you're it because for it. I am yes. angry beyond angry, you don't and know I don't want. I know it. all of it. I know all of it. We'll talk about this later. Okay, but but, but I had, <laughs> but see, I don't like to do. I hate a, it. I I don't have to do the worst movies of the year. I do the movies that most disappointed Star Wars: me. The Rise mm. of Skywalker is, is the worst. Is in my top and ten. Most no, are you angry because Palpatine survived the Return of the Jedi? Is Part of it. Okay. That kind of ruins me, everything. Makes, makes me I'm just happy about that, little baby Yoda. Kinds of ruins. That's it. not yeah, but that's, the Mandalorian. That's in the Mandalorian. That's just yeah. now season one. So all these people have been waiting for. Season one is now over, and so now they can all binge it. They get their free week, and they can binge them all. Oh yes. Right. We'll continue the Star Wars discussion uh, <laughs> a little bit later on. While uh, State Rep Schroer is here, I wanted to, uh, well, we had a few minutes left. We talked about we're going into the new, when when does the uh, when does the, the legislative session start? So January 7th, I passed a, uh, a piece of legislation which forms a task force on substance abuse prevention and treatment. We're getting together on the 7th. Uh, I believe the session will not gavel in until the 8th. Okay. We're not going to see any any movement, any action um, with the bills since they have to be first read, second read before they can be sent to committees. So even though we're going to be in on the 8th, you're probably not going to see any action or committee hearings until uh, later that week or the following week. So um, I talked to State Rep. Lavasco yes. on uh, the Dave Glover show earlier this week. 
And he had mentioned that uh, among the things that are happening this year, or I guess one of the things that's not happening this year is he said he is not going that no bills, no gun restraint bills, no uh, uh, anything that is uh, uh, limiting to your Second Amendment Anti-Second rights. Anti-Second Amendment it, bills yeah, are dead. Will not even make it to the floor. They will. Uh, so that's a there's there's a, a step in the right direction if you are um, if you are a Second Amendment uh, person like I am. Uh, and listen to Second Amendment Radio every Saturday at 3 here on 97.1 and Sundays at noon on KMOX. Um, <laughs> Say that again. Hosted by yours truly and Bo, Bo Matthews. Uh, so there's there, there's one big piece of news yeah. about the uh, 2020 Missouri legislative session. What um, uh, what else are you guys working on? What are sort of the, the headlines of this uh, of this year? Well, you, you've seen in the, uh, in the media a lot of different tax cuts that are being proposed. I'm trying to take the floor that we've already had on our income taxes. I'm trying to take that floor all the way to zero. So as long as we continue the revenue growth in the state of Missouri, uh, ultimately we would end up having no income taxes in the state of Missouri. That's one of the, the issues that I have. Uh, doing a couple things on uh, drug trafficking, different substances like fentanyl, uh, car fentanyl and date rape drugs. Uh, I've got several different bills dealing with uh, our veterans and, and helping retain um, whether it's the veteran spouses or helping helping veterans find work here in the state of Missouri. Then I have the NCAA bill as well, which uh, kind of goes along with California, Florida and some other ones. Uh, that's going to be one that's very bipartisan, but also controversial. And then I've got the ones uh, dealing with, along with Senator Bill Eigel, we are attacking personal property taxes yes. and real estate assessments. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, so Bill Eigel's looking to eliminate personal property tax completely uh, in the state. Correct. And w- we are both doing that. It would have to go onto the ballot. Um, ultimately, I think that is a winning uh, piece of legislation if it gets to the ballot. And that's if it does, because you have all the little fiefdoms and local governments that are, are asking the question, where will we get that, quote unquote, revenue? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the people's money that you're dealing with. Um, real estate assessments we've seen go out of control on all corners of our state. We've also got a, a bill that uh, I filed this past week, uh, which I believe Senator Eigel is going to file in the Senate as well, uh, which would help attack that. And uh, rein that in. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about uh, the, and we've kind of highlighted on it a little bit earlier. The difference between the state of Missouri and the state of Illinois uh, are are such dear, hmm. close neighbors. Uh, we're talking here right now about uh, the state of Missouri and 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 lawmakers in our state trying to eliminate things like personal property taxes. And here in just a few days, on January first, in the state of Illinois, there are nine new taxes right. that are about ready to take effect that will total $1.7 billion in uh, new tax revenue for that state. Again, this all takes effect on New Year's Day. Um, These taxes include higher taxes on online purchases, additional taxes on online retailers, additional taxes on vehicle trade-ins, additional taxes on on electric vehicles, additional taxes on trucks, Whatever that means. Additional taxes on parking garages and multiple taxes uh, when it comes to it almost uh, sounds like the Green New Deal marijuana legalization. I guess the the uh, the taxes on uh, electric vehicles and trucks have to do with uh, uh, registration taxes. Mm. Uh, Skip, as a guy who has businesses in both Missouri and Illinois, uh, how how different are the two states when it comes to uh, it's, things like this. It's horrible. I mean, um, <clears throat> the tax thing with the trade-ins mm-hmm. 
is smaller impact than you think because well, that's good. If you have, that's good to know. If you have truck plates, that doesn't come into play. Okay. But you are paying a higher tax on registration, which is not anywhere near as, as big as the sales tax you're losing. So if you look at the migration of people from cars to trucks, there's way more people. You know, we all think crossovers and SUVs, oh, they're not trucks. Well, they are. They're classified as trucks. If you live in Illinois, you can put truck plates on them. Okay. You don't have to. But if you have a truck plate, you're not uh, susceptible to that. So really what it becomes so good. what it becomes is a tax on luxury cars. Mm. Trading in luxury cars. I mean, you know, uh your typical Malibu cruise which has gone Ford Focus, Fusion, you know, Honda Accords, that when they're 2 or 3 years old, they're under $10,000 in value typically. I mean, because they're about 20 grand to buy right. new. So now you're not losing anything to trade them in. If you trade every year, you might lose something. But if you own a Cadillac or a Lexus or a Porsche or a Corvette or something like that, you're still mm. You know, four or five years in, you're still way over value of ten thousand right. dollars. That's what you're going to get hit on. When, so it, it honestly is it, a secret tax on luxury cars. So we, you know, we have we have friends like uh, the Crudas with Cruda Bakery, which is yeah. a very small, uh, you know, which is a right. very a, a very small family bakery, and, and who and and you know you hear other businesses in the state of Illinois talk about how, how Illinois is getting to be. Uh, more and more uh, unfriendly to business right. owners. Yeah. Uh, do you do you subscribe to that as Absolutely. well, or is it? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. There's all kinds of things that you know. If you have special price cars that, whereas Chevrolet allows us to sell at a lower price, like this month with employee pricing for everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Missouri customers that live in Missouri doesn't matter where you buy. If you live in Missouri, you don't have to pay tax on that incentive. If you live in Illinois, you do. Wow. The money that Chevrolet, that hmm. Chevrolet gives to me to allow to sell cheaper is taxable in the state of Illinois. It's horrible. But they get it's, marijuana now next week. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> and I mean, they're getting just, taxed like that because yeah, a bunch yeah. of those new taxes have yeah, to do it's, with it's the, a, it's a mess and the I, marijuana it, as well. It's very, very frustrating. I mean, there's some wonderful things about the state of Illinois. Hey, our tax rate, our sales tax rate's lower than Missouri. Yeah. Really? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some things. There's no personal property tax. Yeah. Uh. So there's some things that are better, but I mean, by and large, it's very very unfriendly to businesses. And these last things, I mean, these tax things are really, they don't slam the businesses as much as the consumers. Yeah. No, on these, that's, that, that, that's hitting the consumers worse. Yeah. I mean, when we did the story a couple of weeks ago about the the tax to watch Netflix. Yeah. The entertainment yeah. tax for the, and it was literally written like for the privilege of viewing. Online entertainment or something like that, you're getting taxed. It is, it's just ridiculous. You know, and the thing about it is, is if they were spending our money wisely, I wouldn't be as against it. I don't mind. Yeah. I honestly, this might be controversial to people. I don't mind paying my taxes as long as things are re- being run right. Yep. Keep us safe. Do things the right way. Illinois just what does government so, should be doing. Yeah. Yes, Illinois does so stupidly. State Rep. Nick Schroer, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah. One more time, how can people follow you and what you guys are working on in Jeff City as we get ready to start the new session? Nickforrep.com, all spelled out, or Nick B. Schroer on Twitter. And guys, enjoy your weekend. Thanks so Thank much. You. We'll talk to you real soon. Got to take a quick break. We have an entire second hour of the weekend report to go. We'll talk to Dr. Ed Ernstrom, and we'll have the Weird News Challenge with Skip Weber next hour. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to 97.1 FM Talk. It's time for your favorite show. 
The Weekend Report is on the radio. My up? Well, there now we you go. Are. All right. Oh, there are gremlins in the studio. There are. We got. We're having some technical difficulties, but we're fighting through it. And uh, we appreciate you being here, Tony Colombo, with Carl Middleman. Hi. Uh, Chris Arps is out this week. He'll be back next week. Big thank you to State Rep Nick Schroer, who was in with us for that entire first hour of the show. Uh, coming up uh, a little bit later on this hour, we are going to have our buddy Skip Weber in studio for a new edition of a the Weird end? News Challenge. Is it, it a year is end? a year-end oh. Edition to 2019. Now, if you heard me hosting the Dave Glover show uh-huh. yesterday on Friday, we also did a 2019 year end edition of the Weird News Challenge, but these are not the same questions. Oh, this is which year ones end were the leftovers? Edition part two. I actually wrote them at the same time. And you said this one for this show, this yes, one for that show. That so is there's correct. no redheaded stepchild. Yes. Yeah, so there's not like here were the good questions and now here are the bad <laughs> questions. It's not that at all. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you love all your children equally. Exactly. The last time that Skip played the Weird News Challenge, he was upset in f- amazing fashion by Andrew, the American Taliban. Wow. And, and a Christmas trivia game. Oh, my. And Skip is Father Christmas, mm-hmm. and he was kicking himself. He was quite upset at the end um, and because he had changed his buzzer to be cute, and then he oh. said, I couldn't remember my new buzzer sound, and it made, my, it made because me it be is. slow. It is. It is buzzer speed. And Andrew, That's was, how you and Andrew won the Christmas Weird News Challenge. So I don't know. We'll have to see if Skip has recovered from his loss and if he's got well, his mind right. And... That means he's lost twice in a row because I beat him the last regular I, one. Right. I know. So we'll, we'll see when, uh, when he gets here how he's feeling about that. Uh, I also want to continue our Star Wars discussion that we had a little bit earlier um, with Skip Weber. I don't know if he's seen the new movie or not, but uh, I think he has by now. Yeah. Did well, you see it well, yet? Um, I I know all about it. We'll, oh, we'll talk. That we'll, means you haven't seen it, but we'll you're talk. hearing stuff about it. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll right. talk. We'll 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 continue. We that. have a guest right now. Yes, though. we do have a guest right now, and uh, it is a man who has not been on the show for a long time, but is a, is a, is a veteran of the Weekend Report. It's great to talk with Dr. Ed Ernstrom again. Doc, how you doing? Doing wonderful, Tony. Glad to hear your voice again. Yeah, back at you, my friend. And, uh, you know, we're talking about the Christmas edition of the Weird News Challenge with Skip Weber. And um, uh, there's a Christmas tradition that you have been a part of for a very long time. And I have taken my kids to for the last couple of years. And actually, it's uh, something that even even though Christmas is over, it's uh, it's not too late to uh, to take advantage of this thing. I don't know why I'm dancing around it and teasing it, but um, tell folks about uh, tell folks about this really cool uh, uh, play, this really cool show that you are in every year. It's a really cool Christmas story, and uh, the the play is actually not for another week or so. So uh, um, I wanted to give you a chance to come on here and talk about it because. Because it's uh, like I said, it's become a tradition in my family, and I think it's a, a really cool event that you guys do. So tell us about it. So yeah, so the play is called 
The Forgotten Carols. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a story about a and about the early 70s about a nurse that loses her faith in life and uh, had some emotional traumas, especially during the holiday season, and is doing everything she can to avoid Christmas. And her, it's a story about how she gets sent on a house call to this crazy old man that wants he, she's only supposed to help him take a nap in his medication and that's it. Where he asks her to start putting ornaments on his tree and. Each ornament has a different carol that he has associated with each ornament. And each ornament is also based off of somebody he's met in his life. And the first ornament that he asks her to place on the tree is about a friend that he met a long time ago. And he just, you know, he spills it out there where it was the innkeeper that turned Mary and Joseph away. Mm-hmm. Where, where the hook is, is that, as I said earlier, this is taking place in the early 1970s. Right. <laughs> saying that this ornament belonged or it came from a friend that he met 1900 years ago. Right. And so she thinks he's a crackpot, but then the whole story goes through. It's her journey meeting with him and getting back to faith in Christ and, and faith in Christmas and getting back to, you know, finding out who she is in herself. I've been doing this for four years now. Um, I'm seeing a couple solos this time, so it's going to be a pretty – a uh, big fun-filled thing for me, and I've got my son now involved. It's a it's a great opportunity. Yeah, very cool. And like I said, I have gone to the uh, show the last couple of years with my daughter, and I thought when you and I had talked earlier this week, I thought that I had missed my chance, and I said, and I told you, you know, hey, I'd been looking forward to uh, going this year, and then th- things kind of got away from me. How the show go? And you said, actually, you haven't missed it yet. We're doing it. Uh, it's it's still coming up. So if people want to go to the show, uh, how can they get tickets and when and where is it happening? So this is a very unusual situation because it is after Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is going to be January 10th, 11th, and 12th. So that is a Friday, a Saturday, and Sunday. There is one show on Friday, a matinee and an evening show on Saturday, and a late afternoon show on Sunday. It's at Bonham Presbyterian out here in Chesterfield off of Highway 40. Um, tickets are $20 a piece uh, and 15 for seniors and children. Um, you can go to brownpaperticket.com to buy the tickets. But in the search bar, once you get to brownpaperticket.com, you have to type in the Forgotten Carols. So you have to put the, the word the before Forgotten Carols to get you there. Gotcha. And make sure it's for the year 2019. I know we're going to be into 2020 but it's because the season is the 2019 season gotcha Uh, you can buy your tickets from there now we're needing to make a big push because we don't keep any money year after year we donate a hundred percent of all proceeds and uh all our money that we our net profits we don't donate back completely to uh to charity so and right now we're really behind on ticket sales so i really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to talk to your audience yeah uh, it's a great opportunity i know that a couple of years ago we did a twitter thing maybe we'll do it again and the guy that won the twitter tickets a couple of years ago said it was a new tradition that he wanted to continue to do with his family too so it's something that really can bring the family together and keep the spirit of christmas alive yeah it really it, and that really is the truth too because uh you know when we had first met and i started going out to see you a couple of years ago um, you know, you told me about the show and, and I brought my daughter and, and my, and James at the time was like a newborn and he came to that first one with me 
And and it has turned into a tradition for me and my kids. And it is a really, really neat show that I had not seen. You know, we all know a lot of the different traditional Christmas stories and movies, you know, and stories that have been made into movies or, or television shows or whatever. Uh, but this, for me at least, uh, when I saw it for the first time a couple years ago, was the first time that I had heard that story. And it was really cool to kind of get another Christmas story added to the tradition of Christmas. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, it turned into a, a, a tradition for, for me, and I think, it, uh, I think it can do that for a lot of folks that, uh, that come out and see it. Um, and uh, like you said, uh, it's a little weird, and I'm sure that, has, that is probably why the, tickets, uh, the ticket sales are a little weird right now because it is happening after Christmas. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not too late to get out and, and see this great show. One more time, Doc, how can people get the tickets? Uh, I know there's a few steps there, so uh, one more time explain how that okay. works. Yeah, it is a little complicated. I wish it was less complicated. But <laughs> um, the website to buy the tickets are at brownpaperticket.com brownpaperticket.com and once you get to the website there will be a search bar at the top and you have to type in the forgotten carols and then it should get take you to there if you forget the word the and just type in forgotten carols it won't take you there so right. you have to put the forgotten carols in the search bar of the website brownpaperticket.com and that should take you to the link and make sure that it says 2019 because there's a, another complication that we haven't uh, we thought we took care of where previous years that have sold out in the past um, are still populating. Mm. And sometimes people are getting there and they're showing that it's sold out and think that there's no tickets available. There are plenty of tickets available right. to make sure for the year 2019. Yeah, even though it's happening in 2020, it's the 2019 season, so make sure you click on 2019. That's great stuff. And uh, before we let you go, Doc, how are things going? Uh, Dr. Ernstrom is my chiropractor, has been for years. You probably, If you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you've heard me talk about him uh, many times. I have been lax because of uh, some schedule changes here and some uh, uh, life changes that have uh, taken up all of my time, and I haven't been out in a few months, but I need to, one of my New Year's resolutions is for sure to get back to uh, to visiting you on a regular basis because my back is uh, crying out for me to do so. Uh, how are things happening there at, uh, at the office? And if people want to come out and uh, take advantage of your chiropractic services, uh, how can they learn more about you? So, yeah, um, it's Ernstrom Spinal Rehab. Um, you can Google it. Um, you can go to healthgrades.com. Um, I'm the highest rated chiropractor on healthgrades.com. Anywhere be- along the 40 corridor between um, the downtown and the uh, Wentzville area. Um, but I'm in Chesterfield. Uh, actually, something that's going to be kind of new in the next couple months is I'm going to have to move my location. Uh, to, I'm going to upgrade to a little bit bigger office. Um, it'll still be in Chesterfield, probably um, somewhere uh, still along the, the 40 corridor. Um, probably somewhere down in the valley. But, um, yeah, it's a great opportunity treating headaches, low back pain, shoulders, ankles, knees, anything that has a muscle ligament or a joint attached to it. Um, But uh, contact information, office phone number is 636-778-2075. And the website is imyourchiro.com, spelled I-M-Y-O-U-R, chiro.com. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Ernstrom Spinal Rehab or at Ed Ernstrom DC. 
Very good. Great stuff, Doc. I'm sure we'll talk to you again real soon. I will see you at the show, and I will be back in the office uh, very soon as well. It's always great to talk with you, my friend. All right, man. All right. Talk to you soon. Yep. That's Dr. Ed Ernstrom. Good stuff from him. And we are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Skip Weber is here, and it is time for the 2019 wrap-up edition of the Weird News Challenge. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. officially means that the Skip Weber portion of the program has begun. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Weekend Report, 97.1 FM Talk. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman. Chris Arps is out this week. He will be back next week or next, next year. year. Yes. Uh, next decade. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Rachel Carl's takes been, it a step further. Carl's <laughs> been... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next decade. That is exactly right. Um, oh, uh, is this a decade worth of the? Uh, yes. So you know what? You know what? Let's let's have that discussion. So it, you know, we can go back to the 1800s and say next score too. Right. Yes. <laughs> Rachel Zimmerman, of course, from the Dave Glover Show, is here, uh, putting a little overtime. And is this your your first time? This is my the first game? time playing it on the weekend. Report. On the weekend yeah. report. Yeah, you played that the DGS. Awesome. I played it on the DGS. I was actually driving in today. I was like, oh, this is gonna be my first time on the weekend report. And I'm so, like, wait, I was I produced, produced this it. show, <laughs> but it was different with back Donnie. then. Yes. that was with Donnie Fandango. We yeah. didn't have the weird and news challenge. And that was challenge. prior weird news. That was yeah. pre weird news challenge. Right. That was when it was a okay show, but before the. And America's po- most popular game show yeah. was added to the. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to get too um uh, I, I we we can't get too into the weeds about this, but I you guys know that we there was a computer issue that I had mm-hmm. that I have lost the the all of the prior weird news challenges, including whoa the scores the records oh man oh. so I, I have to do a little bit of I'm at four. I have to do a little bit of digging mm-hmm. and try to find. I know that we played 62 times. Mm-hmm. I okay. know that this would be, if this was official, which we're going to make it not official. This is going to be an exhibition game. <laughs> oh. But um, What? Uh, yes, you okay. heard me. Well, maybe you know what? Maybe we'll figure it out. But I yeah. know we played 62 times. Yeah. Carl, you had four wins. I had I know, four wins. I know that Skip had 22 wins, uh, and I know that Trish has 10 now. No, no, she has like eleven, fourteen. Because Chris has eleven. You stop. Don't make don't make this harder than it already is. Because she has, she was, she had just had one more win than Chris. Well, that's until 51. she won two in a row between yeah. myself, Carl, Trish, and Chris. That's yeah. fifty-one. Did that Katie sounds about right. Because Katie, Katie has had seven. I remember when Katie was the leader at seven or six. Was yeah, yeah. maybe seven. Beat and then two. Annie has one, and Dave has one, yeah. and Gabe has one. What about yeah. Ryan? Or two. Wiggins yeah. never won. Was that Zach Factor never, never won? won. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they played plenty of times, but they never won. So that's fifty-seven. So, so there's still five are, more. Yeah, but so that's get, all yeah. coming out. Yeah. Correctly, you I have, have one. You have one. Yeah, I have one. So, Annie Fry, Glover, Jill Devine. Yeah, I think she has one. Uh, Gabe. Gabe has two, I think. Well, that would be five. That's See? it. 
There you See? go. No. Well, we yeah, should have been right there. Then this you. <laughs> yeah, we got to write this all <laughs> well, down again. Yeah. The rewind. Yeah. Anyway, radio.com. Like I said, we'll do this later, but uh, uh, I've got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, uh, Tony's uh, undefeated. Got to get it all back to. Um, He's played once and won once. <laughs> no. No, because I no, lost the. He uh, lost the Christmas exhibition. I lost oh. the Christmas. Which was not an exhibition. I lost, lost the Christmas, Christmas game. edition. Yes, and that was yes. that was an official game, and yeah. I did lose that. Hey, speaking of that, how how painful was it to lose? On the Dave Glover show, the Christmas edition Horrible. of the Weird News Challenge to Horrible. Andrew. Yeah, it was terrible. He was I just can't believe to me that he won. Here's the problem. Can <laughs> I, I can't problem? believe you, you Father I, Christmas, lost a Christmas I, trivia and game. It's because I screwed up my buzzer. <sighs> you I changed missed, your buzzer. Yeah, I changed my buzzer. Ho, Remember ho, ho. when I, the first time I buzzed in, I said ding 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 ho ho ho, <laughs> and we all made fun of it. And I laughed. I, 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 mean, I made fun of it myself. It, I was very slow on the buzzer. On two other questions that I should have and could because have because you wanted to do the ding ding because I still and I caught myself. Changed the, oh. I mean, the Dominic the donkey. As soon as you said the guy who said Lou Monty, I knew the answer and I'm fumbling for my buzzer in my head, <laughs> and then and then you got into the donkey and Andrew buzzed in. That was terrible, mm. absolutely terrible. You yeah, I couldn't. Believe I should have won that three to one. That you lost yeah. a Christmas trivia yeah. contest on a tiebreaker. Yeah, you said Andrew was bragging about oh, it. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> he also oh, says yeah. he thinks that he could have beat you if you did not have the buzzer on one of them. On uh, one of them, he says he thinks. So he now could have he's beat talking you. trashy on top of all of it. No way. <laughs> Just let him, ha- let him have his one victory no of the way. decade. He has no it. He has no it. No way. He has a, yeah, he has a big yeah. one. Oh, he, that was When we play half-wits with him, impressive. he is like annoyingly quick to buzz in. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. was his was his buzzer Taliban? No, it was no, something really ridiculous. It was just yeah. a noise. So uh, just making noises. Okay. Basically, basically, Tony said, what's your buzzer, Andrew? He goes, uh, go, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He was thinking of it. It's a little easier than ho, ho, ho. Yeah. So uh, Rachel does not have an advantage in, uh, in this game. I mentioned this earlier. Mm-hmm. We played uh, we played the Weird News Challenge on the Dave Glover Show last night, and it was 2019, year in review. This also is 2019, year in review, but it's all different questions. Okay. These are not the same questions. No repeats. No repeats from, uh, so if you were listening to the Dave Glover show yesterday. Uh, Thanks. And you heard, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> and you heard us play the Weird News Challenge, and it was 2019 in review. Um, this is a whole new game with all new questions. So uh, hopefully we will make this an official game, but I've got to, man. I've got to go find all the records. What a disastrous year-end thing to have happen to America's favorite game show. Yeah. It's a scandal. It's I'm a real sure, scandal. I'm sure there's fans out there that have all of them recorded. <sighs> That's a great point. <laughs> That's a great please, point. There are fan sites. In, yeah. They're fan... screaming at the radio <laughs> yeah. right now. They're fan sites. You Entire YouTube channels. <laughs> yes. Entire YouTube channels <laughs> dedicated to. Yeah. Uh, this is worse than this is worse than the lost episode. Yeah. The it famous is. lost episode. The Ryan Wiggins deleted. Oh, brother. When Wiggins <laughs> deleted a game before what? it aired. Can I just really quickly say I'm yes. fixated on the fact that Tony doesn't have the sugar-free monsters right now. I yeah. know. Because he's, he's off his diet I'm for the holidays. And he's got the, the normal black can, and I keep staring at him. You I'm want, sorry. You want the I've silver got the can. full <laughs> yeah, strength. Yeah, I'm like, something's off. I've got the full strength monster energy, full sugar. Oh, I have been a I off the wagon. Wow. When it comes to and the how Atkins much weight diet, have you gained? I have no idea. Oh, I'm and afraid, you don't want to know. I'm afraid to step on the scale. I, uh, I have been 
for seriously like two weeks now. And your wife's just like, totally you look good. off the wagon. <laughs> it's been, the whole house has been completely off the wagon. It's been insane. insane. James is off his diet. He's Yeah, he's got sugar just leaking out of his mouth <laughs> at all times. Right. And man, speaking of that, I, uh, I'm sure your your grandkids were the same, but a two year old at Christmas, yeah. they, first of all, they're completely spoiled. Second of all, holy cow, there's nothing but toys in every, every room of our house. Star Wars toys? No, no Star Wars. No. Four, four. Well, fortunately, they're not in my room, my right. house anymore. <laughs> no. They were. They were. They're not in my house. They're. They're now at their. At their. At their house. How but was it? Four, uh, almost four-year-old and an almost two-year-old. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Those are like that's the ages. Yeah. That's what Christmas is all about, right there. But see, the two-year-old opens something and wants to play with it. Yeah. Now the four-year-old knows she can yeah. play later. She wants to open all of. We had to boom, keep... boom, 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 like that. It was so funny with James because yeah. we had to get his mind off of it. We'd say. Uh, you know, he like you said, he'd open something, he'd want to start playing yeah. with it. We'd be like, "Hey, do you want to open more it, presents?" And he and it and it wouldn't nope. register at first. He's still playing. We're like, "Hey, you've got more presents. You want?" And he and it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't well, matter right. that well, the four year olds doesn't matter that four year olds a girl. The two year old still wanted to play with her stuff too. Oh, she fine. opened something yeah. and he wanted to play with it. And, was, and we're trying to get him to open his stuff. So next year probably will be even more insane because he'll understand better. Right. All right. Here we go. Let's so. get into this. Uh, this is the Weird News Challenge 2019 year. Year in review, and I have six questions, and and, and more traditionally, they're all only worth oh, one wow. point. Whoa. Okay. Six one-point okay. questions, okay. no multiple-point um, uh, questions. There are three of us. And a tiebreaker if so. we need it. <laughs> could be two, 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 or it could be one, one, one. Could be one to one at the end. Could be zero, zero, Somebody zero. could win just with one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like our, like our uh, game a couple weeks ago. All right, uh, before we get started, we need to test our buzzers. Carl Middleman. Carl. All right. Rachel Zimmerman. Rachel. All right. Skip Weber. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Ho, ho, ho. Back to the ding, dings <laughs> after the ho, ho, ho failed him yeah. uh, last week. Yes. Uh, all right. I think this is Weird News Challenge episode 60 number 63. <sighs> Question number one. Mm-hmm. Katie Fitzpatrick rule, not in effect. You can buzz in anytime you like. 2019 trivia. Question number one. Who headlined the Super Bowl halftime show 2019? Uh, Rachel. Yes. Uh, Travis Scott. That is incorrect. I know he was in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Early February 2019, who headlined... Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Was it Maroon 5? It was oh, Maroon 5. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. You guys I have should not be ashamed of yourself. Bowl since the Rams left. I, I, don't, I don't think I watched home. it. I, yeah. I just remember Travis Scott, I think, yeah. got away with cussing during his. He like came in and op- oh, opened yeah. for was, them or yeah. something. Was wow. Outcast did it also? I, Sounds yeah. right. Because it was in it. I'm just Big Boy was for sure. I know. I don't think Andre 3000 was there. Big Boy was there. Yeah. I don't know. You guys Maroon can speculate all along. I know who the headliner was, and I got a point for it. Okay. Yeah. You guys, hey, you guys keep was, talking about how much you know yeah. about the halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> what I know is Maroon 5 headlined it, and Skip got a point. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he was shirtless, and it looked, because uh, he's all tatted up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. Yep. And no, people I, were making fun of his tattoos. You're right. Mm-hmm. Now I do remember that. People were making fun of his tattoos. And he wrote the question. <clears throat> question number two. Mm-hmm. Who was... People Magazine's 2019 Carl. Sexy... Carl. 
Blake Shelton. Rachel. That is incorrect. Ding, 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 ding. No, Rachel's in. John Legend. That is correct. Surprisingly oh, enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn it to hell. Who was People Magazine's 2019 Sexiest Man Alive? The answer is John Legend. Do they still do the Sexiest Woman Alive? I don't think so. No, that was G, uh, uh, don't do that. Uh, Esquire did that. Wasn't oh, okay. People. people, wasn't people. I think do that's that. sexist, Tony. Yeah. But it's not the other way around? No. That, that way is fine. Esquire or GQ did that. Not, we not, we not can people. objectify you. You cannot objectify us. Gotcha. I was just looking for some clarification, and now I have it. I don't know what year it is. <clears throat> it's 2019. Question number three. Who was Time Magazine's 2000? Ding, 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 ding. Skip Weber. Greta Thorsberg. That is close enough. <laughs> Whatever it is. Greta, Greta, Greta the climate lady. Greta the climate girl. That is close enough. Who is Time Magazine's <laughs> 2019 <laughs> person of the year? Greta Thunberg. But yeah. it's it's not even pronounced that. If you ever look yeah. up the actual pronounced pronunciation Sherber, of her name, Sherber, Herber. it's nothing yeah. like what it looks like. <laughs> it's it's not nothing like what it's spelled. But yeah, Greta Thunberg uh, was 2019's Time Magazine person of the year. All right. Three questions down, three questions to go. <gasps> Skip more, Weber yeah. has a two-point mm-hmm. to one-point lead over Rachel Carl. Still does not have, I have a nothing. point. Question number four. This year, for the first time, scientists unveiled the image of what outer space object? The first time we have located... And photographed something in outer oh, space. Oh, Rachel. Yes. A black hole. That is correct. Wow. Ooh, Rachel Zimmerman. Black hole. That is space news. That was early in the year, I think. It was, yes. That is space news. For the first time, scientists unveiled an image of a black hole for the first time in 2019. All right, Carl. Yeah. Uh, you've got to get these last two questions to be in, in order game. to force a three way tiebreaker. Tie um, if not, skip points. You're about to. No, 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 we're tied. tied. Rachel and Skip are tied at two apiece. <clears throat> oh, hands on your buzzers. Uh oh. What baby Star Wars character? Rachel. Rachel. Baby Yoda. That is correct. Oh, I had it. <laughs> That's not the name of the character. Carl. It's Baby Yoda. She, he said not. it with air quotes. Air quotes. The no, child. The child. child. Baby Yoda. What baby Star Wars character took the world by storm? Baby Yoda. Oh. That's wrong. But that is the that is the accepted <laughs> nomenclature. Of Not by what that Star is. Wars. Well, Not by I think you know what? Sh- I'm done. I with think Star you Wars. should pout and sit this question out. I'm going to. So <laughs> yeah, you because you can't yeah, be a spoiler. Can do it he can only point. play spoiler. <laughs> it's the child. Yeah. 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 If if Skip... I totally agree with you. I would boycott this last question, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> if Skip gets this question it's right, a tie. he so forces get... a tiebreaker with Rachel. Right. Okay. If Rachel gets it, she wins. If Carl gets it, she nothing wins. Rachel wins. Nothing happens. <clears throat> Here we go. This game is Question cheap. number six. Baby Yoda. Question number six. What is the world's largest island? Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Skip Weber. Australia. That is incorrect. You're going to say that's a continent. That's so ridiculous. All right. I know what it is. Hint. In 2019, President Trump said he wanted to buy it. Rachel. 
Rachel. Greenland. That is yes. correct. Yeah, I won. That's been a. That's You're been. Say it's a continent because it is a continent. No, but, but that's been a. That's been a argument because a, a continent can be an island because it is completely surrounded hey, by water. All right. Well, and so then you can file your protest right next to Carl's see. protest. We'll see where I'm they go. I'm totally happy with but the way I, the game went. Been, yeah. I was wondering if somebody would buzz in when I said, what is the world's largest island? Because people are thinking, what does that have to do with 2019? Well, and here's the other thing about it. Hint. I, this is, this is where. Trump said he wanted to buy it. And I, cool. I mean, Rachel won. But I'm going to say, here's the, here's the other thing. that. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. The Thanks, continent Dad. is actually Oceania, which includes right. more than and just New Australia. Zealand, which is also New Zealand, <laughs> lots of Indonesia, Some New, part Gu- of the New Guinea. Mm-hmm. New Guinea. That's why. President yeah, Trump, that's why. Didn't, President that's why Trump didn't try to buy Australia. The co- he know. would if he could. He probably well, would if he could. Well, but that's, that's the point. thing. You have a half-legitimate question because Trump okay, wanted well, to buy it. I'll, and I will, when we get off here, the deal. I will be the, the United official States, protest paperwork. If the United States would buy Greenland, Which you can fill out. I'm getting a house there the next day. I would love to spend summers it's in Greenland. Nice, Heck yeah. though. No, it's cool. If you see the, the the civilized parts of Greenland are cool. Yeah, I had to go to during Norway. the summer. I had to go to Norway several times mm-hmm. when I was in my previous life and my mm-hmm. job, and that those super far north places are pretty cool places to live. I Denmark think. says uh, it's not for sale. I know that because they're the ones that own it. Because they they I own think, it. I think we should. <laughs> buy Would it. we have made that into a state? I think we should buy it. No, no. it'd be like Guam, like a territory, yeah, it'd be like, like Guam. Guam. Okay, yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd think that they would become U.S. States, States, U.S. Samoa. Well, would they, would they U.S. Be Samoa, which is actually part right? of Oceania, which is the continent that, Aust- that, the, that the country and island of Australia is in. Correct. <laughs> You're going to say it's a continent. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that without the hint. Yeah, Had we of needed the tiebreaker, this is what it would have been. Mm-hmm. According to a new survey, what percentage of people say they don't like Christmas? Ooh. Skip whatever you go first. What percentage of people say they don't like Christmas? 38%. Mm-hmm. Skip says 38%. Rach, what do you think? I'll just say 50. Okay, Rachel's. Man, that's some serious Christmas. Some Grinches out Hayton. there. 14. 15 percent i think i heard that. you redeemed yourself thank you see i was thinking that it's probably i was thinking there's probably a decent people decent amount of people that normally like christmas but at the time that they were asked that question they were frustrated about something they were overwhelmed (laughs) they just dealt with in-laws they didn't like and they just said i or they just played a game Mm -hmm. or they just played a game where they feel like they got screwed out of points because of the questions that that were asked australia not they changed their buzzer at the last minute i lost a child i moved there they have harsher immigration laws than anyone. Before we uh, uh, before we go to break, uh, Skip Weber's sticking around, uh, so don't go anywhere. But before we go to break and we, we lose Rachel, uh, you saw Star Wars, right? I did, yeah. I saw and, it on Sunday. And you can see Carl's Star Wars review up right now on, on our website and on the YouTube channel. And you can see the latest movie review, which is his uh, uh, favorite of the year. and most disappointing yes. movies of the year. What was your Star Wars? Because we've been kind of, throughout this entire show, we've been arguing slightly about it. it. (laughs) Well, so I was supposed to see it on Thursday night, but then I got out of the uh, DGS Hardy show way too late to make my screening. So I went and saw it on Sunday. In the course of those three days or whatever it was, I had it completely spoiled for me, which was fine. I allowed that to happen. Mm -hmm. 
And I went in with very low expectations. And I think since I went in with those low expectations, I was able to just totally enjoy it. And I actually really liked the movie. Um, hmm. But I think there were definitely some problems. Oh, yeah. It's not a perfect movie. No, not at all. There were but a lot of things that happened. I'm like, well, why the heck did that happen? None of them are perfect movies. The Empire Strikes Back and The Return of the Jedi are perfect movies. And Star Wars Return of the is Jedi, 9.8 out of 10. And Return of the Jedi was a perfect ending. Yes. Yeah. A this is perfect. This is, this is a good ending. There were just the, a few but now things. that ending meant nothing, and that's yeah. not a spoiler because the no. emperor is on the freaking poster. Right. So I think everybody knows that the emperor. Well, is Carl, back. let me ask you. This isn't really a spoiler, but do you do you agree with me that they've essentially yeah. turned Poe into Han Solo? Uh-huh. Like he's just been reborn into like. They're, the similarities yeah. are so. It's he's like a kind of a watered he's a down. Man. Han, yeah, exactly. And then like yeah. when you find out uh, that's a spoiler, find, we won't yeah. get into that, but. That was a little cheesy to me. Lots yeah. of cheesy moments, but I enjoyed Oscar it. I think Isaac kids will love has, it. Has addressed what you're talking about. Oh, I has think. he? Yeah, but we will we'll leave that for um, a different time. But yeah, Congratulations, you know what? Rachel. I'd love to hear Thanks. what you have to say. Yeah, Rachel wins. She's on the board. We'll have Ooh. to figure out how to make this official. Yeah, so official. Put Rachel <laughs> on the Rachel's official on the scoreboard. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, Star Wars on Twitter at Tony Columbo nine seven one. At underscore Carly Intern. Yeah, very good. All right, we got to take a break. Skip Weber's going to stick around. You should too. You're listening to The Weekend Report on 97.1 FM Talk. If you lose me, you lose it. Welcome back to the Weekend, Weekend Report. Report. <laughs> 97.1 FM Talk, Tony Colombo, Carl Middleman, Skip Hi. Weber is still here in studio. Chris Arps is uh, out this week, but he will be back next week. Big thank you to uh, State Rep Nick Schroer, who did the entire first hour with us, filling in for Chris. If you missed anything uh, in that first hour, had a great conversation with him about uh, national news and a lot of stuff that uh, he is working on here in the state of Missouri for the new legislative session, which starts in just a couple of weeks. So if you missed any of that, download our podcast. It's absolutely free. You can get it at the radio.com app. You can get it on our website. Um, Radio.com app, though, is is really cool because you can stream the station 24-7 with that app. You can rewind live radio with the new Radio Rewind feature. And, of course, you can download the podcast of this show and all of the other shows here on the station through that Radio.com app. So uh, go and check it out. Very, very cool stuff. Also, don't forget about Carl's movie reviews, which you can see on our website, 971talk.com slash weekendreport. And you can see them also on the 971 YouTube channel. Last week was Star Wars. This week is My your... favorite movies of the year. Yeah, which Car- Carl's one, favorite movies of the year? One will upset you. Okay. Yep. And so go and uh, and check that out. Those are all up for I bet you. you now. More than one upsets me. Yeah. Well, well, you know. Also, also, <laughs> I don't like to do the worst movies either. It's the movies that I'm most disappointed by. There you go. And, and I, we're not even going to like talk. We'll just list those. So, yeah. Because like Dumbo is stupid and is an affront to everything Disney. Yes, it is. Because Dumbo Kinda is like a, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbo was a minor character in his own movie. It's all about yeah. the kids yes. and Michael Keaton and uh, yeah. Alan Arkin and Colin Farrell. It, it's not about Dumbo, and it's only and it's like 
half the movie is the original Dumbo story, and then right. they just yeah. create like whereas a new all the story. other live remakes are actually pretty faithful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Let's face it. Like, for example, I think was, wasn't the first one of those Cinderella. Uh, they did actually the first so. one would have been 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He mm-hmm. and that was back and that yeah. was real faithful. Right. Cinderella added stuff, but the because right. because made the, her more the, powerful. The, well, the well Aladdin the was animated, real faithful. Well, the animated well, version, the animated version faithful. of Cinderella was mm-hmm. so short. Right. That's ama- when you they remade fill. it. They had to fill. Yeah. And so the Lion King was pretty p- faithful. Jungle Book was. Jungle Book's amazing. Is amazing, but they added stuff. Right. Because it improves once again, it's on too the short. original. Yeah. Very very good. Uh, um, so I think by and large they were good. But I, I I didn't bother to see Dumbo because I heard the same thing. It's yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. So uh, is this? Uh, are you guys slammed at Weber Chevrolet Absolutely. right now? The biggest Absolutely. week of the year, good. right? Yeah. Very very good. We have Monday, Tuesday. And Thursday, the second is ju- is December for okay. us. Okay, so the, um, um, I see those the, are big. the television commercials, uh, you know, promoting employee pricing. Yeah, still on, still yeah. on. It's a great, great deal. Uh, absolutely great deal. Uh, most people will will rein in their trade appraisals in that because, um, you know, it's a way that the Chevrolet allows us to survive by selling at such a low price. They give us money back. Uh, we like to keep the trade ins even higher. Because it helps you save even more money. Um, you know, we're high volume. That, that that allows us to do that way. So it's really a good time to buy. I mean, I'm just telling you. The trade, the employee pricing, when it's done the real way, you hear that. Lots of people advertise it on their own all through the, the year. It's not real. They have another price that they that they can use. But the real employee pricing is only done once every 24, 36 months. They mm-hmm. don't cost GM a lot of money to do it. It's a lot. That's how big the discount is. Right. So that's um, awesome. I don't think that we did it last December. We have done it in December before. The very first time I remember way back was about 2003 or so in July was one of the biggest months we ever had. What's your prediction for 2020 for like the it, 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 as far as Chevy vehicles are concerned? Is it going to be another year of the truck year. or is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be. Well, everything's moving to truck. Yeah. I mean, Chevrolet is getting rid of so Impala. So Silverado is, is where it's at. Impala, Volt, and Cruze are gone. Yeah. No more of anything. On the Ford side, uh, uh, Focus is gone. Um, uh, Fiesta and Fusion are, are going. Mm. Um, it's going to be just Mustang for them. And and, and for us and Chevrolet, it's going to be, well, I say them. It, I'm, I'm a Ford dealer also, too, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we have Malibu. And we'll have Camaro and Corvette, and yeah. then we still we still have our Sprint, our, our uh, Spark, and our Sonic, yeah, which are the real the small. tiny cars, yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, my I daughter mean, the volume car, the volume car was Spark. the Cruise. But everybody's moving into trucks. Yeah. Everybody's moving into crossovers and SUVs. Well, the I'm segment, telling you that yeah. Spark is yeah. if you need a car for a young like like we used it for for our 16 year old daughter, or you just need a car. Uh, maybe you maybe you just do you know run around to work. You do a whole lot of driving, and you don't want to put all those miles or rack up a bunch of stuff on your on your truck or or a different vehicle. The sparks don't cost a lot. They get a million miles at the gallon. Yeah. Well, They've got great. plenty of, of features. As little of a car as and it is, there's safe. plenty of stuff inside. You know, there's plenty of features inside, and there's yeah. think. actually plenty of room, too. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's better than you think. But I, I also think that um, 
you know, I was really nervous about losing the crews, but but people are morphing to the tracks very very nicely. It's the yeah. same. It's very very much the same. The tracks price, is really cool too. And they're very nice. You yeah, know? Rach was just but here, they, and she'll tell you all they about are, them. Uh, they are considered a truck on our on our books. So Before really? we run yeah. out of time, we've got one more uh, Saturday evening rock show. Yeah. To close out 2019. Close out my, it's my first year, man. I mean, yeah. we started, first week of April was my first time going solo with, uh-huh. with Close. Uh, I've done, I done, I did it with Close for, Mark Close for about a year and a half before yep. that. So I'm real excited. I think uh, the ratings are up well. Mm-hmm. I really am proud of the show. Um, just as some, I'll, I'll give you guys It was the 2019 scoop. that it expanded to two hours, right? We start. I started a, 2019 April first week was first week with me only. Mm-hmm. Second week of July was the first week. First week two hours. two hours. Yeah. And so we've been going two hours since. I think it really works. It's it's Heck way, yeah, it's it way does. better. And uh, this week we were we took, were on my. I, I mentioned my my wife's 40th birthday. I would you know earlier in the show yeah. I mentioned it was her birthday and we. Um, uh, on that Saturday of her, her birthday was on a Thursday, but we celebrated on Saturday night. We got a babysitter for the kids. We uh, we we got a room at Wait, you Pier didn't Marquette. force the old one to babysit the two younger. <laughs> Not overnight, oh. uh, but we we got a room at Pier Marquette, and um, we went out to the movies that night. And so we were driving around on Saturday night, and. Uh, just to get to the movie theater, the closest movie theater to Pier Marquette was over a half hour away. Mm-hmm. So we're driving on Saturday night, listening to the Saturday Evening Rock Show on the way to the movie. It was it was just really really cool. So well, this, it does this work week, well. Uh, it sounds great. Uh, you know, I think the the shtick is it it's got a theme, and we talk about the stuff. You know, and 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 we mix deep cuts with 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 popular stuff, but it all keeps in the theme. This week the theme is really good songs. I want to play for you that didn't fit a theme this year. Nice. Oh. I love it. So that, that, that don't get enough, that mainly that don't get enough airplay. And I have an idea so, for you for your one year show. We'll see. All right. He I don't probably like, has. I don't like to take ideas. Well, no, he no, probably know, has he, his I own know, idea. No, there's, there <laughs> was one guy that kept. I love taking ideas from listeners. So these I don't are like our... taking ideas from you. Again, <laughs> you have only. Um, <laughs> but I'm a listener. <laughs> you've only repeated <laughs> one, one song, song ever. Yeah. Accidentally. And by accident. By accident. And, and so, so these are all songs that were, that never, no repeats, no but that repeats, just yeah. couldn't get, you couldn't find a way to get yeah. them into a. And I don't do the same artist inside the same show. I've had people say, can you do a Beatles show? Can you please do a Pink Floyd show? No, no, no. Every different artist. Yeah. Yeah. That is, so, that is so cool. And uh, don't forget, you can uh, follow the Saturday Evening Rock Show on Facebook. And Skip does some really cool things there every week, giving you hints on what uh, <laughs> the theme might the be. Theme might be and, and if, you like, if you're a fan your of album covers like I am, I provide a, a two album covers a week from songs that are on the yeah. show. So it's kind of neat. I, I, love, I, I That's my, one of my favorite things about growing up as a rocker was yeah. getting the album. And, mm-hmm. and the album artwork was crucial to yeah. the to the whole thing so That's I, excellent. I, I, I like to pick uh, well, fun album covers it is the number one music show on a talk station in the world what? and it will continue to expand in 2020 and we'll be listening here in just a, a, a couple hours to the saturday evening rock show with skip weber that's going to do it for this edition of the Weekend Report. Uh, don't forget, uh, you can download our podcast on the Radio.com app. Check out Carl's movie reviews on our website, 971talk.com, slash Weekend Report, or the 971 YouTube channel. 
And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Chris Harps will be back. And uh, so next will we year. as we kick off uh, <laughs> a brand new year of the Weekend Report. So uh, for producer Carl Middleman, I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you back here next week on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.